0: Krishna Krishna. Welcome everyone. So let me make some adjustments so I don't have funny looking ears. Okay, no more funny ears. Um today we're um we're starting a new series, and this is called the spontaneous series, which means the day before or that morning. I am meditating on something and then we're going to we talk about it. And maybe something that I think you all need to hear or something I've spoken about that needs more elaboration upon or something that just comes up that I think is of interest or even of necessity. And I think today's class is of necessity. And today's class is entitled, you will be happy to hear, you are a pure devotee. And that means you, like the ones I'm looking at and the ones I'm not seeing on, on uh, Facebook, also you. You're also pure devotees. You probably didn't know that, but today you have found out the good news that you are a pure devotee. And the purpose of today's class is to prove that to you. Now, um, my request is please allow me to prove it to you. Because I know some of you, um, even I approve something, you deny it, you don't want to admit. So please allow me to prove to you that you're a pure devotee. Uh, So you have two, yeah, we have two extremes. One is, yeah, I know I'm a pure devotee. You don't have to tell me. And the other extreme is, I'll never be a pure devotee. It's not possible, you'll never convince me. So um, anyway, that's what class is about.
1: Mm-hmm. Jee radha madhava kunjabi hari, radha madhava kunjabi hari, Prabhijana Balaba Giri Varadhali. You should have Nandana. Rajajana Ranjana. You should Nandana. Rajajana Ranjana. Jamuna Tira. Banachali. Jamuna Tira. Banachari, chari jai radha marhaba kunjabihari jai radha marhaba kunjabihari jai radha marhaba Giribhara dhari, Gopi janabalaba, Giribhara dhari, Jishodha nandana, anjana, Jishodha nandana, anjana, Jamuna tiravana jamuna tira ban jamuna tira ban radha madhava khansa bi hali radha madhava
0: So I have a document to um, prove my case of why you, of how it is you're all pure devotees. So we're going to bring up that document because Sure to provide my evidence because some of you will need lots of evidence. Okay, so now this is um, we begin with a statement. This is first statement is can you see that? Is it big enough? Not it bigger. Bigger is better. I have to. Uh, we see that.
2: I have to move my screen of all of you out of the way. Okay. So this first statement is not from Shastra. It's a statement
0: that I made the other day. Prabhupada saw us as we could become in our potential as pure devotees, not as fallen conditioned souls, He treated us as pure devotees and we fit into the shoes, so to speak. So people, um, uh, there's two levels. One is uh, I want to establish in, in a philosophical way that we are pure devotees, at least in a potential form, if not in an actual form. And so both things are stated in Shastra, that we are pure devotees and we are potentially or in a pure state, which it's the same thing more or less you are olympic gold medalist you know and you're like 13 you know well you're too young but you are going to be one we can tell you're so talented nobody can compete with you so it's something like that but it's amazing if you read Prabhupada's letters where he's talking to very young devotees and saying i have on great confidence in you and great confidence that you will be successful. And that confidence was because he saw their sincerity and he saw their their motives were pure. And therefore, he actually defined them as pure devotees. And we're gonna read the letters soon. So the other day in class, I said that Prabhupada sees us in our potential, and we tend to see ourselves as who we are right now, or worse, even worse than we are right now. So, so I have always suggested, why don't we see ourselves in the potential that Prabhupada saw us? Why don't we see ourselves in um, in the as the pure devotee who Prabhupada saw us to be? Wouldn't that be better? I think it would be. Of course, we don't want to become proud and That's not, as I said, and uh, I think on Friday, if you're not proud, nothing, it takes a lot to make you proud. And if you're proud, it takes very little to make you proud, isn't it? Um, There's a lot of very famous people who are very humble and a lot of losers who are very proud, isn't it? So, you know, it's not, you know, say, well, if you tell me I'm a pure devotee, then I'll become proud. That's not gonna be the reason you're going to become proud the reason you're going to become proud is not the verb become it's because you already are so it's not going to make you any worse it'll just make it come out worse that's true but it's not going to make you any more proud and they come out worse but if you're not proud then it's not going to make you proud if you're not it's just it's just the way it, the way it works but Aside from that point, we're talking a little more here philosophically. So the way in which you deal with somebody can be very inspiring if you see them in their potential because you'll be encouraging them to to fulfill that potential, right? You can do this. I know you can, so you have this, you know, you're behind somebody and they're doubting themselves, but you're behind them and then they become successful. So Prabhupada was like that with us. He, was, he wasn't he was making us feel like we're useless, fallen souls who could never be Krishna conscious, who could never do anything. It was quite the opposite. He was telling us we're pure devotees and telling us we can spread Krishna consciousness around the world and we can, go, we can go back to God in this lifetime. That's what he was telling us. So it's like a prophecy. And, and when the person's telling you these things, you kind of just subconsciously become what you're being told to become. It's like, yeah, this is what you are. You're like, okay, So, so then, so then you just do it. So we should treat ourselves we should, as it would say, we should see ourselves the way Prabhupada saw us, the way your spiritual master sees you, in terms of your potential, in terms of your of who you are as a pure spirit soul. See ourselves that way, our potential to be pure devotees, and also see ourselves as the pure, pure devotees Prabhupada saw us. So we have some shlokas, purports, and letters to establish this are you ready? Shall we take off? Okay, so this verse, this is the verse that establishes that we are all Krishna conscious. Well, as Prabhupada said, everyone is my disciple, some know it and some don't know it yet.
1: <clears throat>
0: so you're, we're all pure devotees, some know it, some don't know it. Nitya, this is uh, Madhya Lita 22.107, Nitya, shidha
1: Krishna, Prema. Shadya kabunoy, shavanahari, chite koroya uddoi. Translation.
0: Pure love for Krishna is eternally established in the hearts of all living entities. It is not something to be gained from another source. When the heart is purified by hearing and chanting, this love naturally awakens. So for those who say I can never be Krishna conscious, um, this verse proves you wrong. No, you might say, it feels like I can never un- con- uncover the Krishna consciousness that I already am. Okay, you might feel that way, but you can't say Krishna consciousness is something you are not. Essentially, you are. That's that's who you are, essentially. So
2: don't ever say you're not Krishna conscious because that's not our Siddhanta, our- Hear and chant to revive it.
0: So, the point of this verse and many things that Prabhupada said uh, is that Krishna consciousness is not an quote unquote artificial imposition. It's already who you are. You know, it feels like an artificial imposition sometimes, right? But always remember it's not an artificial imposition, it's who you are. And so, it's, it's an inspiring thought. We're not trying, you don't have to achieve something which is impossible. You don't have to achieve something which is external to you. You already you already are Krishna conscious. You don't have to create it. It's who you are. You just have to awaken it. Hey, ah, Hello, wake up, it's time, you know. Sleeping soul, jivjago, let's wake up. When you wake up, you wake up to Krishna consciousness. You don't have to create it. You don't have to do anything. You just have to wake it up, move the dirt, move the rust off the diamonds, so to speak, the clouds from the sun, and all of a sudden, there it is. It was always there, who would have guessed? Okay, so if you say I can never be Krishna conscious, all I can say is you are 100% wrong, absolutely wrong. At least by by view of Siddhanta, you are 100% wrong. So I, I took some things from lectures just on this point, very simple points, but I, I just, just wanted to make the points again a few times, just in case you, your, your mind's going, yeah, but. Okay, so this is for all the yeah buts in the audience. Uh, so love of Godhead is already there within each of us because we are part and parcel of him, but that love is now covered by lust due to material. Association. When a mirror is covered by dust, you cannot see yourself reflected in it. But after you polish it, you see your face clearly. Similarly, the process of bhakti yoga polishes the mirror of your heart. And when it is nicely polished, you will see what you are and how you should work, so that you will be happy. Everything will be revealed. So everything being revealed, revealed not implanted. That's the word revealed. Not, Prabhupada's not saying everything will be implanted from the outside. No. He's saying everything is already inside as you are spirit soul. It will be revealed after you get the dust off the mirror. I can't see myself clean the mirror. Now I can see myself. And when you see yourself, you're going to go, wow, you're amazing. Uh, Krishna describes Ashcharyavat soul is amazing so when you actually see yourself you're going to think instead of thinking i'm too tall i'm too short i'm too fat i'm too thin i'm too old i'm too young you're just going to think wow you are amazing spirit soul you are amazing i can't even describe you you're so amazing okay this is from another lecture you know that verse in the gita some say the soul is amazing some talk about him as amazing some try to describe him as amazing but they all give up because he's like they, they can't like figure him out so that's you they're talking about you are amazing okay next tomorrow morning when you get up and look in the mirror to brush your teeth before you brush your teeth you have to say you are amazing <laughs> that's shastra that's siddhanta that, that's beyond any kind of self-esteem issue it has nothing to do with mind. It's you as soul. You're amazing. Now, some of you are thinking, yeah, that all sounds good, but probably my soul is not amazing. Probably I have one of those dark souls, right? You know, like Krishna, you know, it's like a lemon. You know, they make cars They they have lemons. And everything goes wrong with them. You know, like if you get a Japanese car, you can drive it like every day for the next 80 years and it like nothing goes wrong. But sometimes you get a lemon and it's like everything goes wrong all the time. So some of you out there may be thinking, yeah, my soul is a lemon, you know, it's actually not amazing. Yeah, if you think like that, next time I see you, I'm gonna knock some sense into you. You know, that's like, don't think like that. That is not, that is not how Prabhupada wants you to think. Okay, well, I'll try to knock some sense into you today with my words. This is, um, well, actually Prabhupada's words. This is from a lecture, and I don't know the lectures. I only know that it's in this book called Quest for Enlightenment. A lump of gold is gold, though it may be covered with dirt. It simply has to be cleansed. Then it becomes pure gold. Similarly, everyone is Krishna conscious. Uh, uh, Just in case you don't realize it, you're included with everyone. Just as long as some of you think, maybe you're not included with everyone. You're uniquely deficient or something. Similarly, everyone is Krishna conscious, but on account of association with matter, people think they are something different from Krishna. Because everyone is part and parcel of Krishna. Everyone has his qualities in minute degree. You are amazing. You have Krishna's qualities in minute degree. But, you know, minute quality of Krishna, I'll take it. It's just fine. Even if it's minute, it's okay. Just as a speck of gold has the qualities of the vast mass of gold in the gold mine, whereas a drop of seawater contains the same ingredients as the great ocean. The difference between Krishna and us is that he is the great unlimited spiritual being and we are infinitesimal particles of spirit. Still, you are amazing. Okay, this is our Siddhanta, ladies and gentlemen. Our Siddhanta is you are a divine being, you have the qualities of Krishna 78% to be exact. Okay, this is from a book called Dialectic Spiritualism. When the heart is purified by hearing and chanting, the living entity naturally awakens. That's the verse we read previously. The truth is there, but we have forgotten it through the process of chanting and hearing we can revive the truth, which is that we are eternal servants of Krishna. The living entity is good by nature because he's part and parcel of the supreme good. But due to material association, he is he has become conditioned. Now we have to gain, again, draw forth the goodness to the process of Krishna consciousness. And just a confirmation. Um, in case you had any doubts, I put a lot of quotes. And um, nectar of instruction. Krishna consciousness is not artificially imposed upon the heart. It is already there. Okay, everybody, please repeat. It is already there. You are Krishna conscious. It's already there. Oh, where did it go? I can't find it. Well, what did we just read? By the process of hearing and chanting, it starts erupting. When one chants the holy name of the supreme personality of God, if the heart is cleansed of all mundane contamination. Wow. You know, I have to reveal one of my book distribution secrets. Do you want to hear it? It's power user, book distribution power user secret. The way I did the best was I would see that everyone's a devotee. I wouldn't see them as non-devotees. I would see them all as devotees. It's like, oh, here's a devotee. He just forgot. Here's a devotee. She just forgot. And I would do that, you know, like, kind of like, I hey, Prabhu, here's a book, you know. <laughs> hey, Mataji, I got a book for you. You'll love it, you know. I kind of would like deal with them, at least see them like devotees who just forgot, you know, like a devotee who's got amnesia. And so um, the books are the cure for your amnesia. Like you already are a devotee. It's not like this is foreign to you. But the more I would see them as devotees, the more books I would distribute, and the more I wouldn't. I would think, oh, this person. You ever see someone and you think, oh, they'd never become a devotee, right? Yeah. You and if you you approach someone and think, hey, he'll never be a devotee. He'll never take a book. And usually you're right. They don't. But if you if you approach them differently, sometimes things change drastically because you're in that mood of seeing them as devotees, just as Prabhupada saw us as devotees. So the power of our vision of seeing others as devotees can actually do something to them, give them some, open up some dark spot inside and put some light in there or give them some inspiration. So um that's it. So that's the key here. Krishna consciousness is not artificially imposed upon the heart. It is already there. Okay. So now it's time for going to the chat. We take our first little break. Um, I don't doubt, uh, who's saying this, Chaturamaya? I don't doubt that my soul is amazing, but my personality (laughs) is carnage. Far from amazing, even according to the astrologer. (laughs) (laughs) Forget the
2: astrologers, oh my God. Uh, Well,
0: it's a good thing, Chaturamaya, you're not the body. That solves all your problems, right? Um, but but when you become Krishna conscious, then your Krishna consciousness shines through that dark body and dark consciousness. So then the body is just a vehicle for your Krishna consciousness. So you know what he may say may be true materially, but spiritually. Spiritually, not necessarily. Indaduna Swami Maharaj says, we thank you for constantly enlightening us with transcendental knowledge. Where did that come from? Thanks who? Are we? What you're you're channeling Indaduna Swami now? Hare Krishna.
2: Hare Krishna. Where is Maharaj? He's talking to you right now. Or Nadi is channeling all the cyclic succession.
0: What about Thakur Nadi? What's he saying right now? Uh, oh, oh, he's commenting. Thank you, Maharaja. I, I not like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what I am. It's like Krishna is like. If he makes me say something, I say it, and I hope it's the right thing. <laughs> a few times, some people. Don't think it's the right thing, but um, I'm always um, I'm always uh, always it's my nature. I'm always trying to like understand things, like like what's the target understanding of this. Is just how my mind works, so that that's that's good. Um, I have that nature, so I try to use it. Whatever nature you have, you try to use. I try to use that nature. I'm always trying to think what is the. Truth of the truth behind the truth, and all the truth, and nothing but you know, just like then shoot the shoot the arrow once you got the target. So uh, if I can do some service for you by using my analytical brain, then that's good. Christy says, you told me once to not forget that eventually we are individual spirit souls regarding the astrologers. That helped me to not fanatically hold on to what I was told. Yeah, you know, I mean, you
2: know, it's just a,
0: anything's possible by Krishna's mercy. Krishna consciousness is transcendental. You may not be, but potentially, it depends how, you know, transcendental you're not, the less transcendental you are, the more what the astrologer says will, yeah, will be correct. The more transcendent you are, the less it will be correct, at least to some degree. Uh, when we add Krishna consciousness to our lives, even the imperfections of personality can be engaged in Krishna service. Yeah? The thing is, we were having some discussions the other day because some people come to Krishna consciousness and they've got like, they got they have. I should stop sharing. Um, some people come to Krishna consciousness and they have some you know challenges that could make it difficult for them to be Krishna conscious, right? Past samskaras past sins, past conditioning, traumas you know what I'm talking about, bad astrology. Right, you know, so we're we're sitting down, you know, in the circle to get initiated, right? And and the way we did it when I was initiated is Prabhupada would have our beads, and then he chant on each per you'd chant on one person's beads and give them their name and chant, and you know they take their vows and we do one by one. But before we would take our vows, he would chant on our beads for a round, right? Doesn't. So, you know, it takes a while to do initiation. He didn't do that uh, for long after I was initiated, but at that time he did. And and before he gave us our beads, he didn't say, come here, come up, let me read your poem. And then read it and then take the beads back. No, not you. Next. Let me read your poem. Okay, you're okay. Here's your beads. He didn't do that. No, he didn't. On the right of thought I said he did it is thinking, oh no, I'm going to read her palm and take her beads back.
2: Um, So, you know, sometimes there's discussion of,
0: you know, how much do we need to know about people? And so, Prabhupada's mood was, give everyone a chance, anything's possible. I don't want to read your astrology. Because anything's possible and Krishna consciousness is transcendental. So he never he never uh refused anybody who wanted it. Right.
2: So I think that's a good point, you know, if you're getting psyched out by your astrology. Um that, that was not something that Prabhupada was concerned about.
0: But if you if you look at Prabhupada's letters, there's one thing that is extremely clear is that the holy name can purify anyone, anything, anyhow, anyway. It's just and the four negative principles are so you can chant properly. So with the four principles, 16 rounds, Prabhupada felt anyone could be purified if they could do that. And then
2: nothing material would be a problem for them and if he didn't think
0: that way he would have been reading everyone's palm or having them do astrology getting psychological tests you know going through their whole history which is you know not necessarily a bad idea at least you know what you're up against when you initiate somebody but he didn't do that he just you know i don't know someone might say Hey we should have done that the ones recommending we should have done all that but he never told us to do that he just you know told us to see if they're chanting and following the principles and they're sincere so do not underestimate the power of the holy name if you do it's an offense to the holy name then you're underestimating krishna you say I don't, then, then I hear you saying, I don't underestimate the power of the holy name. I underestimate my power to chant the holy name properly. Okay. I understand, but the point is, if you chant it properly and you can, with determination you can, then the holy name, it will purify even Jagai and Madhai. Jagai and madhai are worse. I read a story about one character. He was worse than Jagai and madhai And he became a devotee. So you have no competition on the bottom. There are a lot of people lower than you, worse than you, who became devotees. And there's someone even worse than and Madha, if you could imagine. So, um, like I was saying, you should see yourself as Prabhupada sees you. You, that we have to, see, here's the problem we like overanalyze ourselves. And in in overanalyzing ourselves, we can make the mistake of, of thinking that we are handicapped spiritually. And if I think I'm handicapped spiritually, then I kind of give up. I become hopeless. So it's really important to see, what Prabhupada said about our condition, and this is, this is philosophical, so it's not about you specifically, it's philosophical. And what did he say? He said the holy name is more powerful than any of your condition. If you take it properly, that's, that's the key. So, you know, here is the cure for the cancer of Maya but you have to take it properly. And no one's cancer is so bad that they can't benefit from the Holy Name. And That's how we are supposed to think. And if we think any other way, then we're not really seeing things through the eye of Shastra and we're not really seeing things the way Prabhupada saw them. And then that ends up harming ourselves because there were, we're kind of, you could say, speculating on, very thing that's going to save us thinking it can't save us you know concocting this idea that i'm like a a special dark soul my soul has no light it's not eternal full of knowledge and bliss i'm different and you say no no i don't say that i just say my conditioning now if you if you knew my conditioning then you'd understand why i say those things okay i understand you feel that way but it's not but that puts a limitation on the power of the process. Like, the holy name can purify Jagai and Madai, but it can't purify you. I don't think so. If you take it properly, the problem is we say these things when we don't take it properly. Because if we don't take it properly, our realization is, I'm not becoming purified. Right? So, you know, I'm sick, and I don't take the medicine properly, and then I think I'll never get better. And the doctor says, well, how are you taking the medicine? And he finds out you're not taking it right. He goes, well, that's the reason. You know, This medicine will cure you. You're just not taking it right. So you have to take the holy name without offense. You know, I was thinking yesterday, and also today, a question came up, and Krishna Karshani always, um, often brings this up. So many devotees leave Krishna consciousness. And uh, a devotee was saying that uh, Satyananda Swami had given a talk once
2: and about this. But he didn't He didn't give the answer as to why. I just actually read this this morning, maybe an hour, or maybe an hour and a half ago, I read this. Um, it was in
0: response to a lecture in Arunjan Swami Swami did, and he said, i very concerned about how we're so inspired and good at making devotees, but so many don't stay. He so said, it really, really concerns me. And then someone said such, you know, someone mentioned that figure that Krishna Karsing often often mentions. I'm not sure where it comes from, that 10% stay, 90% leave. Uh-huh. Another devotee commented, he said, well, actually, leaving may be leaving our vision, not leaving Krishna consciousness. It's not like everybody. So it's not as bad as we think, but it could be an organizational issue. But anyway, the question came up and said, well, Satyana Swami said so many are leaving, but he didn't say why. And so naturally, we should all be asking this question for our own benefit and for the benefit of others. Why would people leave? So my answer, one of my answers is always uh, Nama Parada. That, like uh, Krishna Karshani sometimes says, she he had so many friends, they weren't really happy in Krishna consciousness. And I understand that, but you know, It's like Krishna consciousness is a process. You have to do certain things to be, otherwise you won't be happy. And you have to do them correctly, otherwise you won't be happy. You potentially could be ecstatic,
2: right? But you could potentially be miserable also, right? It's like, it's almost like
0: eliminating certain foods that aren't healthy, and replacing them with flavored water. It's like, you're not gonna be happy yeah. you're, you're okay. You can't have your veggie burger today. All you can have for dinner is a, a glass of water with some grape flavoring in it. You know, it's like, it's not gonna work. So sometimes our execution of devotional service, it's, it's so bad that we just have like a hint of the flavor. We don't really have much and it's watered down. And then we've given up all the meal and then we're saying we're not happy. Any of you have that experience of that flavored water? Yeah, so I mean, but when we're on parikrama, when we go to festivals, lots of sangha, lots of kirtan, lots of prasadam, lots of good association, everybody's very happy, isn't it? Very ecstatic. So Krishna consciousness is
2: ecstatic if you actually do it. Why should I even have to say that? That's so obvious.
0: Mahatma Prabhu, that was the most profound thing I've ever heard you say. Krishna consciousness is ecstatic if you do it. That's like saying, veggie burgers are good if you eat them. (laughs) This veggie burger is really good, but you have to eat it. (laughs) Otherwise it's not good until you eat it, yeah. So, some of you have been attending the Japa retreat and
2: we do a little survey and we ask devotees, how's your chanting going? And the majority
0: we get is okay and not okay. That's, that's where the majority of devotees are in the category of okay or less than okay. Okay, okay means not good, it's okay. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm okay. You know, you know what the word okay, in that sense okay means. Well, you know, I didn't get shot today, and you know, I got out of bed, you know, so it's okay. How are your rounds? They're okay. What does okay mean? Well, you know, at least I got them done, and you know, I didn't kill myself while I was chanting japa, so they're okay. If you go through your life with okay rounds. You will not be a super ecstatic bhakta, S E B, a super ecstatic bhakta. You will not make the SEB club. You just won't. Unless you eat a lot of gulab gems. Maybe then you will. But as far as the deeper ecstasy, it's in the process. Okay, now a lot of devotees have difficulty in Krishna consciousness. And I'm going to tell you one of the two main reasons I see for it. They chant poorly and they don't read Prabhupada's books. And I can honestly say, if I don't read Prabhupada's books and chant poorly, I will also have trouble, even though I'm Mahatma Das, the one and only. Still, I'm, I'm the one, but I don't think I'm the omen. <laughs> That's for sure. But um, if you chant really good rounds, and you read at least an hour or two Prabhupada's books every day, and you follow the four principles, you'll be one happy camper in Krishna consciousness. And if you, uh, and if you get good association, you'll be one ecstatic camp, camper. And if you eat Gullabjamas on top of that, you'll be ecstatic ecstatic yeah so i think you know what i'm saying the problem is it's kind of like you go shopping at the best store everyone's like go shop at this store you'll be so happy to go there so you go shop at the store you don't buy anything and then your friend says how was the store?" And you like it's okay didn't you think it was amazing yeah what, what happened well i didn't have any money so you know what's good at the store i couldn't buy anything you know, so no experience, you know, it's actually depressing to go to the store, but I shouldn't have gone. I'd be happier if I didn't go.
2: So Krishna consciousness works, but you have to do it properly, right? Good
0: rounds, reading, good association, and good prasadam, no, I mean good kirtan, and good prasadam. These things are super important. An inspiring service, worshiping the deity, inspiring association. Can't go wrong with all of this. But if you don't get it, that's when you have problems. Of course. Problems are everywhere. You know, some of you may say, I do that and I still have problems. Okay, less problems, different problems. Right? I mean, some of the problems are just like deeply rooted problems, you know, we'll probably have them our whole life but at least aside from that we have this blissful krishna consciousness which is like kind of makes us forget our problems a bit right so um okay
2: we have some more comments Um, lots of comments okay so Okay, so in response to Joterma, when we add Krishna,
0: consciousness to our lives, even the imperfections of personality can be. Preserved. Yes. Okay. Tanya says, "I was thinking the other day. How, what we can learn from astrological analysis is just a description, the interactions, the modes
2: of nature. We have to go through this life. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Is that so? Yeah,
0: more or less. Or is there something in our physical and psychological,
2: whoops. Someone call up Zoom and tell them to get their chat together, it's
0: just like, or just tell me to get together, I don't know. Something's wrong somewhere with one of us. Or is there something in our physical and psychological nature that is a reflection of the
2: characteristics of the spiritual? In a more advanced stage, yeah. It becomes more manifest as you advance. There's a quote that said that um, a Kanishta Adhikari sees the
0: Shastra through his emotions and a Manjama Adhikari sees his emotions through the Shastra and a Uttama Adhikari his emotions are Shastra. <laughs> so yeah, you know, definitely as you advance more. Um, you know, so let's say you understand your astrology is a certain way. Um, how to take it properly is, okay, this is going to be a difficult time. So I better, you know, work harder on this. Or, you know, my my marriage karma is such that it's never going to be like Romeo and Juliet. I don't know. Was Romeo and Juliet happy or was that a tragedy? They weren't happy now. Oh, it's going to be like Romeo my marriage karma is going to be like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Um, So like, you know, so you know what to expect, right? You know, know, according to my karma, you know, you're never gonna be CEO of a company bigger than Google. So don't worry about it. You know, your company, you know, you'll be okay. It'll, It'll be all right. You'll be able to live, but you'll never, you know. So then, you know, it's just balance your expectations. But on the spiritual plane, then they're, you know, they're really, they're so, there's so many limitations that don't affect us. The material limitations don't necessarily affect us. Because you get you get so much empowerment from from, from Prabhupada. Right? Like I said, Prabhupada wasn't looking at our astrology to figure out, to figure us out. Okay. Pishalini says, Das wanted to find an astrologer in Fidabhan without consulting Prabhupada, he found one. Was wearing tilak and chanting hari Tishol wanted to get something he had seen. Woo, 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 woo. Wanted to get something he had seen. Other residents from Madan wearing a charm you wear around your neck that has on it all the mantras of demigods. It was supposed to counteract all the bad influence of the planets. Astrologer sold him one of these necklaces. It sounded very nice. He told Vishal to dip it in Jamuna and to have an RT 12 noon. So after this, Brahmananda noticed Vishal's new ornament. Vishal said, Brahmananda Swami, what's that you have around your neck? When Vishal told him, Brahmananda's replied, Prabhupada says we don't have to add anything to this process. At these words, Vishal became disturbed. He thought that Brahmananda was right and he also felt embarrassed. Why are you wearing this? I guess he's talking to himself. Pramananda Swami demanded Vishal, replied that he would like to talk to Prabhupada. No, no, Vishal wasn't asking himself why he's wearing. <laughs> he's asking Brahmanda, why are you bothering me? i liked like to Prabhupada and asked if he could have an appointment. And Vishal went to see Prabhupada, Srila Prabhupada asked him how much he had paid the astrologer and what he had said, Vishal said, the astrologer had claimed the charm would ward off all the ill effects of the planet. Krishna consciousness is beyond astrology, said Prabhupada. If you surrender to Krishna with a slight kick, Krishna can annihilate 100,000 Rahu planets. So Vishal put aside his astrological necklace and just depended on Prabhupada and Krishna. Soon after, Godbrother showed Vishal a letter he had received from Prabhupada about the same subject matter. But astrology will not save you at the time of death. My Guru Maharaj was a great astrologer and astronomer, but he gave it all up. It is meant for the karmis. We have no interest in such things. Holy Krishna. Well, that ends that discussion. <laughs> Although, of course, some devotees go to you know, find out the right date to start something. And Prabhupada did follow that and you know, just to know what's coming over the horizon, you know, what the weather's like. And it's kind of like, what's going to be the weather like, you know, this year? Okay. This year, you're going to be a failure. Everything you do is going to fail. Okay. You just, you know, chant Hare Krishna let it all fail. You know, next year it'll be better. Christy says, Swat Sachinanand Swami once said that even he was considering to leave KC and perhaps go to another tradition because he felt completely stuck. And that is when he discovered the real power of the holy name and dedicate every bit of the soul to it. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. Who has the best movement? The one with the holy name. Yes. Krishna Krsna says, chanting the holy name is purifying the heart. So why some devotees after chanting sometime become worse than before, they started to chant. Do you remember you wrote an article about it? Yeah, the article was called are we becoming worse? I used to be a nice guy, and then I became a devotee, and now look at me. Everybody hates me, and I hate everybody else. You want to hear something really funny? Krishna krishna you all like this. We mm-hmm. are staying, right now, we are staying at my mother-in-law's house. We've been here, Alexis, our, we're on our fourth week now. So as long as you've seen the red background, that means we're here. So a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people in their 70s and 80s from New York, Jewish people, right? And they have a really great life here because they're retired, they're wealthy, so they don't have to worry about money. Wouldn't that be nice if you didn't have to worry about money? You can't even imagine that, can you? Because you're not Jewish and aiding from New York, but if you were, you would have to worry about money. Okay, so... They don't have to worry about money. They all have nice homes. And everywhere around here, it looks like Brahmaloka, basically. Because there's a crew that works like 12 hours a day, just keeping the place beautiful. So it's like paradise.
2: It's like paradise.
0: You wanna see what it's like? Well, it doesn't look so much like paradise if I take you through the window, but yeah, I don't know if you can see anything. There's your paradise, right? But there's golf courses everywhere. I mean, if you like golf, it's paradise. Golf courses, tennis courts, swimming pools everywhere. And one of the swimming pools is salt water, which is pretty nice, right? And it's really big. And there's restaurants. It's like everybody's riding their bike, they're running, they're walking. It's like they've got no anxiety here. I mean, really everybody's just like, how's it going? You know, oh, and then the old people play cards. Well, most of them are old. They, they like playing cards, like playing go- lots of golf. And so my wife and I, Krishna, Krishna you would have, you should have been here for this. I was telling my wife, we should do a movie that everybody in this place becomes a devotee. And then what happens? You know? And they're like, oh my God, I was dreaming about golf last night. I feel so guilty, you know, I, I can't play golf anymore. It's just like driving me crazy. I don't know what to do. And, you know, and just all the psychosis and neurosis is going, you know, see, I want to go swimming. Is it, is it, is it okay to go swimming in my suit? Or, you know, what's the Christian conscious? I mean, I feel so shameful. I don't, you know, and everybody becomes like, we have to open a mental hospital here, you know, once they become devotees. I was thinking we, we should do a movie like this and we could send so many good messages. And I was thinking about it and I was thinking that's exactly what would happen, wouldn't it? We'd create a bunch of like people ready for the mental hospital. I mean, realistically, I, was, I wasn't even trying to make it funny. I was just being realistic. I was thinking, what if you become a devotee? Then, you know, it was like, can I play golf? Is it wasting time? You know, is it, am I breaking one of the principles, you know? Yeah, you know, I like playing golf, but I like playing in the morning because it's cool. But then I don't play golf in the morning. I don't turn my rounds. I have what to do? Oh my god! <laughs> that that actually, um, after we were joking that way, I started thinking. Actually, this is this is not a joke. This is like, isn't it? This is like pretty serious. Um, So um, <laughs> I think I think one of the things it shows is that trying to become a devotee is like, it's pretty, you know, it's not easy, right? Because it's a very disciplined way of life. And um, we weren't raised with that high level of discipline, at least not, we may been raised with discipline, but not giving up that much
2: sense gratification, or maybe giving up too much too fast. And then... Um, Um, you know, I think we
0: all understand when you give up sense gratification, you, you can go crazy and start becoming angry and envious and, you know, just because, and we just have to, Prabhu, I'm so envious. Okay, sit down, sit down, open your mouth, gulam and gentlemen. Next one, you know, give you like 12 ghoul jumps and you're like, ah, oh, I'm so happy now. I'm not envious of anybody. But it's something like that, isn't it? Because even though these qualities may have been there, when you're engaged in the material world and you're getting all the sense gratification you want, it's just like you're pacified enough that you don't have to like, you know, you understand what I'm saying. You don't need to be envious because you know, it's like, why be envious? So I got so much sense gratification to make me forget my miseries. So I think there's a lot to be said about giving up sense gratification and, and, um, and not replacing it with something like, you know, I gave up Sanskrit education. What did you replace it with? 16 horrible rounds. And no reading of Prabhupada's books and Vaishnava That's what I replaced it with. So, <laughs> Hare Krishna. Yeah, it doesn't. So it's like, you know, we're having fun here, but this is actually very serious because I, I think about this a lot. It's like when you enter Krishna consciousness, you know, it's, it's kind of like it's, you know, it's 40 degrees out and you go swimming, but you only get your ankles wet. It's not really going to cool you off, you know. Well, I went swimming and I'm still hot. Well, did you, did you go under the water? No, I just got my ankles wet. Well, that's why, you know, so I do ankles wet japa. I get my ankles wet with Prabhupada's books, one verse, you know, ankles wet deity worship, ankles wet association. And I'm wondering why I'm going crazy. When all else fails, eat more gulab jumans. That's all I can say. If you're only going to get your ankles wet, you gotta you know dive into something. And of course, Prabhupada did that in the beginning, you know, with Prasadam. But what you'll notice is that in devotees who are more evolved, they have they have a great taste for chanting, they have a great taste for hearing Bhagavatam. They just, you know, they're completely satiated in Krishna consciousness. I wrote a song last night. Da-da-da-da. You want to hear about the song? Because it because it'll it'll explain what I'm explaining. So um, as you know, I want to write Shishashtakam into verses and and I wanna make it good. So then I went on this search, and it's like like search to listen to the best songs, like the best songs of all time. Like what makes a song really good? Because I don't just want to write a song that's like, hmm. you know, this is Shishashtakam, it should be a good song, right? like what makes an arrangement good and like that. Then I came across this song by Sting. And I started listening to it thinking, this is a really nice song. And I started singing in my mind, the 12th canto of the Bhagavatam about the signs of Kali Yuga. Because the words he was singing sounded like very similar to symptoms of Kali Yuga, songs called uh, The Shape of My Heart. So last night I sat down and I wrote, it was just going through my head, you know, you know by physical attraction, people will wed and you become a brahmin by putting on a thread, you know, like that, oh, it's, you know, it's just, you know, it's just the age of Kali, you know, like that. So it's going through my head, you know, men will think they're beautiful if they wear long hair, right, and, um, if you have money, you're considered, you know, good. Things like that, you know, so, so lyrics started coming to me. And then last night I thought, okay, I wanna sit down, read the verses, organize them. It was quite a, quite a, because the verses are not organized like systematically, they talk about different things. But so talk about marriage and then business, and then politics, and then health, and then um, disease, and then, um how people will think someone's a scholar, it's all over the place, so I had to get the verses and try to combine them as much as I can to talk about like marriage, male, female, and then talk about money and then it talks about religion. It'll be religious if you have religious symbols around you or on you. And so I sat there doing it, and I finished it, and then I just this morning just edit it, because it's got to, syllable-wise, it's got to work with the music. I was like, it was like a total meditation on the symptoms of Kali. Of course, I don't know if you want to meditate on the symptoms of Kali. Maybe there's something wrong with me, like the like, see psychiatrist, why do you want to meditate on the symptoms of Kali? No, but I was actually seeing it as meditation on the Bhagavatam. And, and so whenever I do, and, and some of you know, I did the whole uh, Rasa dance into a song, I never, I haven't recorded it yet. It will happen someday,
2: but um, I think I read it once. Yeah, um, but I wrote that all. It's like
0: total meditation. Like, look at this. i think. Look at this. Look what's in the Bhagavatam. Look at the depth of this Rasalila. Look at the poetry of it. The, you know, so there's there's so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Prabhus, Matajis. I'm trying to be politically correct. Prabhus and Prabhus, Prabhus and Matajis. or you—you you don't know what you are. You're something. I don't know how to address you anymore because, like, who knows what's politically correct? It's 2021. I have no idea. What's the right way? You know, ladies and gentlemen, and some of some people are no longer ladies or gentlemen. They're both. So now what do I do? Mean? How do we? You know, it's like getting complicated. I don't mean to offend anyone. I'm just being realistic, you know, it's like you don't want to. You want to address people the way if I call the ladies Prabhu, they're like, don't call me Prabhu. So it's like, okay, Mataji. Well, then one lady says, Why are you calling me mataji? Prabhu call this Prabhu. So I go, I don't know what to do. Um, but there's so much, there's so much in our culture that you can extract nectar from, much more so than you'd ever get from sense gratification, right? But you have to be able to excavate it, you know, through your own inspiration, whatever it is like. Alina with art or um Christe is learning to do what kind of dance are you doing now? Not Bharat Bharat Natyam. she's she's le- she's she's um, actually a dance teacher and also Anurad is a ballerina. So um, so now Krista is doing learning Bharat Natyam. Yeah. Gotta dance, gotta do something. You can't stop dancing, right? So, and I, I was writing songs when I was like 13 years old. So it just, you know, just sometimes I just have to do it, but it's a meditation, it's absorption. And then when I do it, I like, I look at Sting's, it's a Sting song, and I look at his words, and I go, nah, <laughs> this is Barbaton. It's way much, it's way much deeper, right? All right, you wanna hear a verse from it? Okay, I'm, I'm gonna bless you you're so fortunate. This is the chorus. Religion, cleanliness, mercy, tolerance, duration of life, strength, memory, truthfulness, will all diminish as we live through these days. But this is just the shape of this age. Of course, you can't get it without me singing. Religion, cleanliness, mercy, tolerance, duration of life, strength, memory, truthfulness, will all diminish as we live through these days. I don't have the name. all live through these days, this is just the shape of the age. But like, look at those words, it's like, come on. It's like, you know, that's Bhagavatam. So I think that's important. Um, and I think, Krishnakarshni, maybe we could have a warning, like a t-shirt, you know, beware, you're giving up sense gratification. there may be side effects. What are the side effects? Like, I end up hating everybody, I end up hating myself end up becoming envious of everyone, I end up becoming envious of myself. I mean, it's a fact, you know, and, and, and Prabhupada, I mean, like, look at the prisons, you know, they put these guys through austerity, and they come out, like, they're not improving, but when you put them through programs, proper programs, then they improve, right? are not that many proper ones that I've seen, but they're more spiritually oriented programs, then they can improve, so, um, you know, Prabhupada didn't expect that we would give up sense gratification and not replace it with Krishna consciousness. So, you know, we all lived together. We had the whole morning program. We did everything together. It was pretty hard not to be happy because we were pretty saturated, right? Mm -hmm. Living in a temple, you get quite saturated. So that's that's part of the problem. Um, And as we've talked about, uh, another part of the problem is you're trying to run the race too fast. You don't realize how long it is, and then you just poop out and I can't finish, Um, but what, and then, you know, another big problem is, it's it's so interesting, you know? I've heard devotees say things like, you know, I was so mellow before I became a devotee, after I became a devotee, I became very aggressive. Part of the reason is because he stopped smoking marijuana. That did have an effect, but, There's this danger, right, isn't it? That when you become a devotee, you just like, there's so much to criticize that you didn't even care about before you were a devotee, isn't it? Now you've got temple presidents to criticize, gurus to criticize, GBCs to criticize, regional secretaries to criticize, Sankraton leaders, temple commanders. You got like, you know, you didn't have all those people to criticize before, isn't it? And now you've got like, you know, and they're all supposed to be perfect and guess what they're not wow that's a recipe for like high end criticism isn't it yes so you know i think there has to be a warning on the label when you move in the ashram you know be careful there's a lot of pitfalls here right isn't it christy lives in the ashram she's like you know this is like real time experience for her right yes and you know, um, it's all not that bad, of course, but you know, it's it's good people running into a situation that maybe they're not, they're not trained to handle well. So, um, so that's something you know, that's something we have to reflect on that we're going to go through this process, and you know. We're like, hey, we have to save the world is going to hell. How can you just stand by? What's wrong with the leaders? Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing, you know, it's like all this comes up that didn't come up before because we didn't care the world was going to hell. As long as we got our paycheck and, you know, and had it, went to our parties, we were like, fine, isn't it? But now it's so it's different. So it's it's something, you know, we need to learn
2: to handle. So the other thing, personally, that
0: I think is that everyone needs to find the proper ashram and the proper varna, because that's where a lot of the madness comes in, you know. I think, I want to be a brahmacharya for the next 3,000 years, yeah. And and, when was the last time you were a brahmacharya? Well, I think I gave it up when I was like nine. Yeah, well, good luck. This class ends at eleven. Then we have Chappa till twelve. I need to get something in that drawer. Okay. Let me blur it out. And you can come in. Um.
2: Well, actually,
0: my mom needs to get it. Can we get it at eleven or something? Or Tell me what it is. To see. My wife has to get something behind me, which means she has to make an appearance. So it's a crisis now we're trying to figure out what to do
2: um
0: so um you find a you find a service that's inspiring okay thank you (laughs) you find a service you really like to do inspiring you know that's very very important and then you find an ashram that you know is like your ashram not someone else's ashram you know, so, you know, you got 19-year-old brahmacharis thinking they're going to take sannyas next year. That usually doesn't work so well. Or 20-year-old women thinking, yeah, I'll just be a widow. I'm going to put on white. Then we get all the craziness, right? So, you know, we have, to, we have to balance our desires with reality. Okay, that's a great desire. When you're like 73, you can do it, you know. But like right now, I don't think so. not going to work. It'll make you crazy. How do we know that? Because we've seen it. We're not geniuses. We're just telling you history, that's all. Right? This is history. Okay. Uh, so why are we going worse than before? But, okay, Krishna Karshan, there's another problem, and this is a big one. Are you ready for depression, everyone? I don't want to depress you, this is gonna scare you. It's true, if you commit, Offenses things get worse. There's Vaishnava Aparad, there's Seva Aparad, there's Dham Aparad, there's Nam Aparad. You know, like you become a devotee, watch out. That's all I can say. Warning signs everywhere you look. You could commit offenses. So you know. It's not usually a problem unless the offenses are pretty big and the offenses are you know pretty serious. Then it can have those kinds of effects that you know it becomes counterproductive. So you know you have to do things fairly well. But you know, it's a price you have to pay to get out of the material world. You know, it was like easy to get in here, but it's hard to get out. Right. It's not like you just get out so easily. No, 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 no. You you know, you can't make offenses if you want to get out of here. You have to chant. Properly, you have to associate properly. You have to study the philosophy. You've got, you know, it's not easy to get a Ph.D., right? And this is even harder. So, I think that's part of it. Okay. So we have from Pi, Pi, Pi. You asked a question once. And I actually answered it. I think you got the answer. um, How to choose a guru, right? Is that it? You know, when people say, how do you choose a guru? My first answer is I don't know. I didn't choose one. One day they called me in the office. This is a true story. You know, I moved in the temple on January 20th or something. And they called me in the office like a month later and said, well, Prabhupada's in LA. You're going to go down and get initiated. I was like, okay. You know, to me, it was like, um we need you to go. We were in Berkeley near San Francisco. Like, we need you. There's a festival in San Francisco. We need you to go help cook. It's like, okay.
1: We need you to go
0: down to Los Angeles to get initiated. <laughs> I mean, it was like that. It's like I didn't really know. I mean, you know, I knew it was special, but it was kind of like, okay, it's just on the schedule. You've been a devotee for a month, you go to this festival, a month and a half, you go get initiated. So um, yeah, I never how do you choose a girl? I'm like, I don't know. I can't tell you because I didn't. And then um, I asked um, the other day in the Russian class, I asked my Russian. I said, how do you choose a girl? And he started laughing. He goes, I don't know. I didn't choose one because when I joined, they were all, they were all chosen for you. Um, but um, I think you got the answer, right? I and mean, if you didn't, let me know. And then I can chastise somebody who was supposed to send you the answer. I think that somebody's not here. So we're going to see if she's doing her job. So, but if we are meant to treat every person we meet as a devotee, and I know you were right, how do we handle the more challenging people who just become more challenging when we treat them with love and care? How do we handle them? Probably from a distance. I have been incredibly blessed. Most people around. Are very accepting and they all support me on this road, even though they might not believe. They might not believe it's their path. My adult
2: daughter has even started studying. Wow. But then my told daughter
0: started studying but then we all have that one friend who just wants to be provocative yeah well that's the friend you say close your eyes and open your mouth I, how did you do that? how did you say that open your mouth and close your eyes and I will give you a big surprise and then you drop in a couple of children. that's all you can do and give him a big hug and uh say Hare Krishna, and like, you know, no problem. If you don't like what I'm doing, you know, it's like, whatever. A... Everyone becomes a devotee someday. Oh, that would be a good lyric for that song by Pink Floyd. Everyone becomes a devotee someday. Yeah, I'll we'll have to work on that one next, right? Um, I have, God, I, I should tell you about this. Um, yeah. So how do we handle these people with prasadam? There's, there's a song by Mangalananda called The Ones We Love. And this answers your question. So go Google. I think it's called The Ones We Love by Mangal Ananda. Can somebody find that song and then put it in there? And it's a song about his journey in Krishna consciousness and how his family couldn't understand it. And how uh, you know he meets them, and they just want to talk about the news, and he wants to talk about something deeper, but they're not into it, and they think he's weird. And then he talks about um, how the only thing he could do is give them sweet rice. So you'll like that song. Someone could find it for her. But uh, Ananda says, I remember when he was chanting, disturbing others, devotees, and after stop chanting, he starts normal.
2: This is inevitable for me. Not sure what he's referring to. How to understand this properly? When he was chanting, oh,
0: others—you mean some someone was disturbing you on the street? Oh, and after we stop chanting, he becomes normal. Yeah. Doesn't Krishna describe that in the Gita? Like, you know, know, when your name is chanted, the demons will flee and demigods will rejoice. So that, yeah, someone has got that nature, you know. He's a devotee, but he's just more covered. So he doesn't like to hear the holy name. And when you stop chanting, he comes down. What to do? It's just more covered, that's all. Okay, 20% stay, 80% leave. Now, we got another figure of Karshani. One of my god brothers who left for a long time. He, he left in 1986 and he said, I'm coming back, don't worry. And he got married, had kids. His kids are just about graduating college now. He made a comment and said, and he, he was the one who made that comment and said, you think a lot of people leave, but uh, not entirely. They, you know, they don't all. And even if they're giving up external practice, they're still diverse. Nadia says, what I also experience is that we also have to take care of our material aspects of life. Otherwise, we may end up leaving KC and blaming KC for depriving us, of yeah, some essential things. exactly which are necessary for our ability to live normally in the world yeah she had that experience and now every day she dances she sings she does art what else do you do write poetry other things she used to like to do yeah yeah you have to employ it in krishna service that's the point I've had discussions like done uh, discussions with other devotees who are musicians about this. It's not even a discussion actually because we know we can't stop doing music. it's not even like you know thinking how to stop doing it. Why should we think how to stop doing it if we can do it for Krishna right
2: Okay hmm. Nitanya. That's oh yeah. Krishna Krishna.
0: It's true that we are happy during festivals and dham, um, but the question arises. How to be happy on a daily basis, struggling with problems and living boring life. <laughs> Stop living a boring life. Read the Bhagavatam. It's your life will never be boring again. Chant good rounds, it's not boring. You know. If you get enough nectar, then the rest of life will be tolerable. Yeah. Anyway, you know, in a sense, it's okay to be bored because just, you know, this life's boring. Take me back to Godhead. Yeah. Nothing of interest here. Yeah. You know, go pick up a newspaper from like 1985 and read it. It'll probably sound like today's paper, right? Isn't it? It's just kind of the same old stuff. Recycling. This person died, and then there's this accident, and this war breakout, and this politician's fighting this one. It's like, you know, just recycling the same things, just the date changes and the name changes, isn't it? So, yeah, there is a certain level of bore- boredom in this world that you can't, you know, escape unless, you know, you like you like climbing non Everest, you know, for excitement, or, you know, gl- hand gliding, or do something where you could die riding a wave 100 feet high, you know. That's kind of exciting, you know, but then you're an uh, excitement addict. You know? I think Joppa is more exciting than that, personally. How could you say that? You never rode a hundred foot wave. Yeah, I, but still, Krishna is more exciting than, he created the ocean, so he must be more exciting. Yeah, so that's the real problem. We're not, you know, we're not going deep in the relationship. What would you say makes the main difference between okay and good rounds? Um, okay rounds is like, thank God they're over. Good rounds is oh, I wanna keep chanting. That's the symptom of it, but how to do it, then we're doing, you have to come to our Japa. If you haven't come to our Jopa, I'm on Joppa retreat. We're gonna start a new one, I think the end of July. And can someone put the ad for that there? You have, you have to come to that. 50% of your life is wasted if you don't come to that. Um, but that's the symptom of good rounds. You're like, and you're inspired and you feel very detached. Yeah, that that's, means the rounds are good. Uh, so we have questions. What if in this life we don't solve certain issues, psychological ones, even though we maintain good and chant our rounds? Would that make us come back? Until Yeah, didn't you know when you go back to Godhead, there's a little gate and it says, go this way, psychiatrist's office. And if you're still crazy, they send you back. You didn't know that? You didn't read that? That's in the the 13th canto of the Bhagavatam. (laughs) No, you don't have to worry. Crazy, you won't be crazy (laughs) because when you become Krishna conscious, you're going to leave that material body and you're just gonna go as pure spirit. soul, and if there's any weird craziness, it'll get sorted out in your, when you take birth in Krishna Leela on this planet. So don't worry about it. But the only, only problem we can say is, if that affects you now in becoming a pure devotee, then it's a problem. If you become a pure devotee then whatever. Okay. There's my article called, Worse Now Than Before We join Hare Krishna. That's sad news, worth reading. Uh,
2: yeah. I should have had my own comedy show, right? So,
0: I could have been rich and famous, and now look at me. Just a bullheaded Hare Krishna. That's the trap of my, you know, like what <laughs> I. If I wasn't a devotee, I, could, I, could, I probably would have had three mansions by now, you know, this and that, yeah, you know. yeah, and be totally miserable with all your three mansions, right? Um, I've never had any problems with being a woman before I joined the movement, yeah, right. Well, that's another one, you know. you yeah. know, We should have a big, Christy. Maybe you should work on a big warning chart, you know, that we give somebody when they join the movement, you know, and with all these things, and then another one, and read this if you're a woman. You know, read this if you're don't know if you're a woman or a man. Read this if you're gay. You know, like oh, like these this is what's gonna happen, and this is how to deal with it. We need the last five minutes of the class cut out and uploaded all over the internet. <laughs> this was fire. Yeah, you can do that. Joe Maya, you want to do that? The last five minutes we just had. I stopped with the dancing for now after intense book distribution. <laughs> need for advantage. Oh my god. But I'm ready. No, it didn't vanish. It's just, you don't know, it's still there. But I'm ready in <laughs> It could come back. Not it could come back. What are you trying to fool? It's there, you know, it's just like, hey, if I get sandesh, I don't need gulab jammas. But when I don't get sandesh, I need gulab jammas. So, you know, something like that. But I have that experience on book distribution as well. You know, it's like sometimes it's so ecstatic. What to do, you know? Everything else just fades away, insignificant. Okay. Radha Raman says, You mentioned it's important for us to find our varna. However, can we be engaged in a varna that is not in our nature temporarily? The long term vision? Yes, to be situated with an actual varna. Yeah, we have to do that all the time for service. You see, it depends on your attitude because if you're a very selfless person, then what inspires you is the fact that you can help people more than how you're helping them. So it's like, well, you know, I like to sing. If I can help 10 people by singing, but if I can fly over to England and clean the toilets and help a hundred people, then I'll do that. You know, it's kind of, you understand what I'm saying. So, you know, if that's your mood, you know, deeply ingrained, then that will be as inspiring to you as anything. So it depends on your consciousness. But if that's not your mood, you're gonna need a service that inspires you otherwise. Clean the toilets, who me, are you kidding? Don't you know who I am? That's not inspiring. Then yeah, probably you're gonna have trouble doing the needful more than someone else. I've done the needful uh, many times and I've been inspired doing it but what I find is that in the long run I doesn't I can't maintain inspiration because like like I had yeah. um I don't know what happened I, oh yeah I I found a book it was a history of all the philosophies of the world and it got in a bookstore and I was like oh I'll read this on the way back from India it's a 13 hour flight and was just going through all the philosophy right Then I got a book on business and I read like the first paragraph and I'm like, this is boring. I couldn't even read it. I was like, this is stupid. You know, you're going to read a whole book on how to advertise. Like, why would you waste your life doing that? You know, like how to make, how to get people to buy something they don't need. This is like, you know, but other people, wow, this is amazing. I love this. I couldn't put this book down, you know, nature, right? So in the long run, If it's not your nature, unless you're very surrendered and very compassionate, you may lose inspiration. And even if you are compassionate and
2: inspired, you may still lose inspiration. Uh, Okay, so. No, no, I, 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 I
0: I, I made a voice message, not a video. I made a voice message. And how to choose a spiritual master. So did you send that? If you didn't, you're in trouble. Big answer on my previous group. person, thank you. OK, you're not in trouble, now. It's meant that one devotee was very annoying as a devotee. When he left, he became normal. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, but that's for the reasons we had discussed. But we should be able to help such devotees. Uh, OK, Day, you're going to tell Maya what are the five minutes? Okay. And so we can end class now. And um, thank you all for coming. We didn't get very far, but um, we will continue Wednesday convincing you that you are a pure devotee. We actually have some statements where Prabhupada says, all my disciples are pure devotees. So you are grand disciples, that you're included. And so what do we do now? We stop recording and then we
2: restart. I new something, something. Nadia. We officially end the class, and then we officially begin the Java class. But it still says it's recording on Facebook, so that has to stop, right? Okay. Nadia can't unmute herself. Who is it? How is that?
0: Did you make me the host, co-host? Kriste the host. Oh. I don't, okay, can you make or something <coughs> co-host? I don't need to be co-host.
2: Sorry, Gurudev, I
0: had no idea I was the host. One second. Hare Krishna. Shri Prabhupāda ki jāt. Go premanandi hari hari vō. Okay, so...
2: No, I'm, I'm sorry my internet connection was horrible so i have to make to the host um, oh, okay so okay. join on my phone yeah so we have to stop the broadcasting and then goramani can start another one
0: okay so we're going to end this session
2: so can you actually yes we need to stop the broadcasting but since i'm on my phone i can't do that
0: who knows how to do it oh i'm not on
2: um so what do I do? Or Chris Day does um. it?